Welcome to another edition of the TED Diaries. This is day four, because we were too damn tired and we slept through day three. Uh, I am Gnomewise, Ted Headster is here, and we have a guest. Good afternoon. Guest, introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, I wish I had a creative handle, but uh, I, frankly, my handle is my name. And uh, online, I can be found as Lee Rowan, L-E-I-G-H-R-W-A-N. Follow me on Twitter at L-E-I-G-H-R-W-A-N. Plug, plug, plugity, plug, plug. This is what we're here for. There you go. So we found you wandering around the TED Active Conference here in Palm Springs. And somehow I snuck a, some guy's badge who looked just like me, and uh, voila. I mean, it's amazing. It is the damnedest thing. A little, yeah. little Photoshop action, a little color printer. Incredible. Wah-wah-wah-wah. What brings you to TED Active this year? Well, in, in truth, this is the third year I've been sneaking in. Uh, Excellent. And, uh, no, you know, uh, to be here in Palm Springs is a, is a great honor. I mean, there's a lot of great people around, and uh, including... You folks who, uh, you know, again, I just met you off the street today. It's been lovely to get to know you, get to know your quirks and oddities. Ted Hedster did warn me this guy was a bit of a BS artist, and I think I was seeing that now. A little bit here. Just a bit. So what do you do uh, in your real life? Because this is pretty far removed from the old RL, as we would refer to it as. Well. Mundane, yes. In my mundane IRL, if you will. In the real life, I'm actually a marketing consultant. And of all things, I've been doing a lot of work in uh, Second Life. Imagine that. I can absolutely imagine that. Now, to give you a little background on, as to where our little radio network came from, its original inception six years ago was just as a, a podcasting network for World of Warcraft. So we're all about the virtual worlds here. We've grown beyond that, but it's deep in our roots. So you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Definitely. And I, and I feel like uh, there's a lot of validity in the virtual world in terms of um, being able to experience things that sometimes even the real world can't provide. And uh, perhaps that's actually one of the reasons why I'm so drawn into TED is that it's Got a lot of cutting-edge idea, technology, and um, you know, interest for what the future may hold. Well, I did. I was considering on my way over here that you know we have gathered here for the you know the mundane object of changing the world. Now, that's our mission statement. Banal and boring. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why, why did we bother exactly? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's a really remarkable energy here, um, as you can tell. The fact that I'm actually awake and can speak to you because the last podcast we did, like, yeah, we're here. Uh, we did stuff, and we go to bed now. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, the presence of the actual attendees and the, the type of attendee that Ted draws uh, is completely energizing. Uh, and Ted has to warn me this might happen. <clears throat> Ted Hedister here. So we have to distinguish between the two major phases of a TED event. The obvious one is that Ted talks. So we just saw our second session of TED Talks. There were three major talks. And um, it was all over the spectrum of both topics and engagement. And that's great. And that's an important part. But really, um, a, a, probably a more essential part of the talk is the inner sessions. When you're interacting with people, making connections, and rubbing your enthusiasm off of theirs. And I find that more valuable. Uh, I wouldn't begrudge anybody the talks, but meeting the really neat people who are enthusiastic about 
you know, everything is great. Uh, what do you say, uh, Lee Rowan? Well, actually, uh, you know, that kind of makes me question why the hell I'm sitting here in a, in a hotel room with you two, as opposed to... Because uh, we are Ted Heads, and you are technically interacting with us. That, that, that is You're true. just doing it in a very unique format, where it's also being recorded and shot through the tubes, and will be saved as an archive, and listened on many a portable MP3 player the world around. I sure do hope so. You'll be famous. You <laughs> will be... Lols, you will be famous upon the interwebs. Famous through the tubes. Well, and, and what you just said too about the uh, the, the two phases of, of the TED conference is very true. I think that the um, I mean obviously the speakers are of incredible uh, quality, and the caliber that, that you hear is uh, really remarkable. The, the subject matter is varied from spider silk to sustainable food and agriculture to space exploration. I mean, you don't get that in a typical conference, let alone in one session of a, of a conference. Well, those of you who follow me on Twitter uh, will have already seen one of my my TED quotes, which was, "How is feeding chickens to fish sustainable?" I mean, what's sustainable about that? That's exactly right. Taken I mean, out of context, that's freaking hilarious. And actually, it's pretty freaking hilarious in context, actually. Well, and it's, I mean, not so hilarious when you think about the fact that we are uh, living as a society on food that oftentimes is <laughs> fed chicken and yet becomes fish. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, yeah. you know? And then where's the sustainability? The context of that was um, a fish farm in the ocean. What do you do when you spend the money for the diesel to haul the chicken parts out into the deep <laughs> ocean and then feed them chicken parts? I, I don't get this. Yeah, yeah. Sustainable proteins. There you go. Whatever. What, exactly, what the hell is a sustainable yeah. protein? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of the exciting part about this, too, is that, yes, these questions are being asked on a regular basis, day in, day out, on Twitter, throughout the inner tubes and interwebs and such. But uh, when you get together with a like-minded group of people or at least a, a varied group of people who can have these discussions and hopefully uh, – the hope, of course, is to go home and make some change out of this. That's really the exciting part about why we're all here and, uh, you know, why I thrive on this stuff. And I'm not so dead tired at 4 in the afternoon You uh 11 o'clock. You, Watch out. <laughs> you do appear to be eating it up. Well, that also could be the multiple vitamin waters and caffeine. Uh. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Yes. Yeah. We are well familiar with that here at Ted IT headquarters. Uh, like Tab, like Mountain Dew. Good monkey, like Tab and Mountain Dew. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, my, uh, my brother Ted Hester here was a, uh, a Jonathan Colton virgin up through yesterday, and then now he's he's singing Code Monkey back to I me. I am a convert. Now you've seen the light, man. Do you see the light? So, you had said earlier that this was not your first Ted. What was your first Ted, and how did you get pulled into it? So actually, this is my uh, third TED experience, if you will. I've actually only been at the simulcast events. The the important thing to note for all those out there who are not so familiar with this TED.com deal is that there's one main live concert and concert conference in California every year. It it feels like a conference sometimes, or concert sometimes. Yeah, you know. Uh, just not enough drinking. Um, But uh, anyway. We're working uh, on that. Innocuous clear liquid is being dispensed. Please, my friends. So the uh, the California... um, uh, Event is usually held either in Monterey or now, of course, in Long Beach. They, That's did, the big they event. did indeed outgrow Monterey. All the machas, you know, are there. Macha. Uh, maybe we're not such a macha crowd here in Palm Springs, which is a simulcast event. We're more sort of a cojones crowd, but more that's a different thing. And, and the chutzpah crowd, if you will. Chutzpah. Oh, we are deep in Yiddish territory Lots here. Lots of Yiddish. So, you know, you have, uh, you have these events out here uh, on the side. So this is actually my third side event, the simulcast. And um, I have to say that it's been, um, every year it's been steadily getting better. The IT crowd has been fantastic. Well, thank you very much. There you go. Uh, the content, of course, is stellar as always, but the the people who keep coming are of a caliber that just it blows you away. It, it, yeah, and TEDx, and we hope to, to get one, if not many, of the TEDx crowd into this room onto these mics because they're the happening crowd. TEDx is a very interesting extension to the TED idea where 
you are invited to create your own TED event in your own community. It does need to be up to TED standards, and uh, there are rules associated with it. But if you've got the uh, chutzpah, as it were, to put together... If you're a local macha. If you're a local macha with chutzpah, you can put together your own TED event and home grow the topics that you think uh, that you are passionate about and add that to the collective of TED Info that is out there. I just want to plug that I don't think as of yet there's been a TEDx Second Life. Uh, so that might be uh, something that people want to you know look into oh, out there. You know I mean? Bring it on. Yeah. Throwing out those ideas out there. I'm just uh, saying. Send your you know, royalty checks to the following address. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sorry. That's not, what, that's not uh, diametrically opposed to what this is all about. There you go. But an interesting point about TEDx, it's only been about a year old, but we've had such enthusiasm that they've invited 76 TEDx uh, you know, uh, sponsors or organizers here. Um, but their, uh, I don't know, their enthusiasm is just palpable. I mean, these people are charged even more than the already charged normal attendees. Yeah, saying that, saying that they're more energetic than the average TED head is quite saying something. And, and I also kind of want to point out the fact that I think this program is a, is a brilliant idea. I mean, granted, here I am, I'm an attendee. I have no sort of investment in the TED, uh, you know, hierarchy or conference. You're not a representative of the, of the TED collective. Exactly. But I do want to say that I think that uh, the folks who put on the main conference do a fantastic job, as you can see from the talks that appear on TED.com. But the fact that they've democratized this, this setting, that, that anybody can actually run their own, quote-unquote, TED conference and, and have their own speaker selection. With have, official TED sanction, not merely just run go. your own and call it something else. No, right. say, no, you are a part of TED. We, we welcome you in. Right. And then you can bring up and highlight these people who maybe wouldn't ever make it to California, who, who, who live in crazy far-off places, who have wonderful ideas. Yes, indeed. There's actually an interesting case where some of um, one of the requirements to do TEDx is you have to film and make available the content of a TEDx. Some of the TEDx uh, talks have been so superb, they are on the main TED.com website. They're that great. So that's um, you know a testament to the fact that there are so many unspoken heroes who get to finally speak, I guess. And um, that's a fantastic opportunity. And, and kudos to the folks who've created that program. Well, and, and to give you an example of you know, the, the breadth of topics that can be you know, included in a TED Talk, because they're broad, to say the least, <laughs> uh, we can you know, look at just today's menu so far. We have had an economist. We have had a spider biologist talking about spider silk. We had a uh, yeah. French ca- cancer researcher. Um, we also had the... Uh, I beg your pardon. Um, a Chinese cancer researcher, or Chinese descent, Chinese-American. French woman, French woman was... Poverty. Poverty, yeah, yeah. Who was talking about the non-intuitive solutions to poverty where merely giving someone something is worse than charging them a small amount for it because they value it more when they had to pay even a little for it. We also had David Cameron, the uh, leader of the opposition, the Conservative Party in London, or in uh, Great Britain. Who From the that. super secret lair <laughs> in London, might, where might 200 I, people have been selected. Might I just make a little point here, though, that uh, David Cameron uh, would basically be the equivalent of, like, you know, Mitch McConnell. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, one of the like sort of opposition leaders. Um, and uh, the way that he spoke today was so, um, like, I, as, as a hardcore liberal, felt like, damn. Yeah, it was incredible. Like I, was, I want to emigrate to the U.K. and yeah. vote for him. Exactly. And, I want his government. And, and I feel like our, our gringo politicians, we couldn't do that. I mean, no. we, we wouldn't have a guy with the eloquence that Cameron had today. Well, you look at the House of Commons, 
And even the House of Lords. Good sir, would you please sit down? Good sir, would you please kiss my ass? I mean, they, uh, the House of Commons in particular, it is not a genteel organization. And I think because of that, they get more done. Well, and I think Certainly spectacularly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, right. They do it with pizzazz. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to uh, put on my full uh, James Lipton now. (laughs) Very good. And I'm going to uh, inflict the uh, questionnaire upon you. Please. Uh, invented by Bernard Pivo and propagated by James Lipton. <laughs> Lee, what is your favorite word? Um, that's a great one. I think the first thing that came to mind, which um, is going to make some people giggle. Bring it. So listen to this slowly, and if you have to, go back on your iPod or your Zoom. Yeah, sure you, 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 you heard the right word. It's masticate. Masticate. Ooh, spiders do that. Spider, spiders, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I think, more importantly, you know, you, you have these beautiful teeth for a reason, and uh, I, I love carne, and I'm a great carnivore, but I think that from Dan Barber's talk today, the importance of eating good food and of masticating and of tasting this quality food. Oh, yes. That's what we live for. What is your least favorite word? Um, well, you know what? I'm going to borrow a word here. Um, moist. Moist. That's kind Ooh. of a common one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm, I'm with you on that I one. I think sonically it just has that. Yeah, it's up there with uh, Billy Joel's were uh, ta- some, a toss-up between tangy and zesty, and moist is right up there with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite sound or noise? Uh, I'm going to stick with the culinary theme here. Um, I really, really appreciate when you... Um, Throw something into a sizzling pan. Yeah, you get that nice kind of sear sound. Satisfying, is it not? Yeah, it's really great. Least favorite sound or noise? Um, the alarm clock. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Am I allowed to say that on the air? Absolutely. Fucking A. <laughs> if heaven exists, yeah. what do you wish God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, wow. That's a fantastic question. Um, That's why this, there's a reason why I stole this questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And you know what? I'm, I have to be honest. I'm so ignorant about this questionnaire. I'm sure Lipton uses it. I just all I've seen is Will Ferrell do his impression recently. I, I, I mean, it, he does it dead on. Will Ferrell does a wonderful uh, impression of the you know, the overly presumptuous. And the, exactly. But the questionnaire is still rock solid. It is, and the question uh, of what God would say to me at the pearly gates. Well, first off, see, even though I'm. Um, uh, the, the, it was framed, if heaven exists. If heaven exists. Well, and that would then um, mean that I would have to have a sort of belief in some sort of heaven. Um, so I'm going to pretend like I'm of that belief. That's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point of the question is to set aside what you actually believe exactly. and assume that you die and you sur- What a surprise! Right. Heaven exists. Um, I, I, I hope that he would say something like, uh, or she would say something like... They would say. Exactly. The uh, being would, would enunciate the following. Yeah. Uh, you did a damn good job, and uh, thanks for all the good meals. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And finally, and this one is actually out of order, what <laughs> profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, well, that, it, this is a good one. So we've talked about, uh, personally here with the uh, the crew here, that uh, offline, we've talked about um, how great it would be to be in the world of culinary arts or of, of even better, you know, I'm in marketing, which is a... Uh, very fairly banal, mundane job, if you will. Can be. Yeah. Uh, marketing could translate well into food, but more importantly, food policy, maybe, or, um, you know, politics without the political edge, I think would be great. Excellent. Now, what are you looking... Is there something in the TED conference that you are particularly looking forward to, or are you just letting it wash over you? 
Well, you have to a little bit uh, let things wash over you. They're, you know, they give you these sort of speaker lineup ahead of time. I definitely don't research who's coming. Um, that allows me to really be wowed and awed by by who's there. And so I do know some of the names. I know that, of course, Jamie Oliver is speaking tonight. About I'm rather looking forward to that in about 18 minutes, but who's counting? Exactly. Not, not that uh, anybody's excited. So that'll be great. But I think that, you know, some of the, um, the folks that we really don't know, for instance, um, you know, who the hell is Bill... Gates? Oh, Bill Bill Gates. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Moot Pool. Yes. Oh. What does that guy do? <laughs> uh, Our listenership being founded in internet culture and gaming. Uh, they wouldn't know who that, that guy is. Oh, well, the hell they wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, all I need to do is say the phrase either slash B or 4chan. And people will ultimately be cheering or cursing. That guy is worth a 4chan. Is that what you mean? He is worth a 4chan, <laughs> yes. Ha ha. Hey chuckle, no. chuckle, chuckle, guffaw, wheeze. <laughs> Look what I did there. Um, but I'm not bitter. <laughs> I guess you aren't allowed to be funnier than me. So, uh, yeah, Moot, uh, responsible for the creation of 4chan. I'm if I get the chance, I will throw him to the ground and kneel on his windpipe. <laughs> I'm just going to be interested if like TED.com will go down tomorrow because uh, the you know the 4chan and slash B folks are going to be. This is a distinct possibility. Doing their thing. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. That was wash over you, but um, he also asked if you had any expectations. I'm sure you probably have some, having been to two previous. This being your third, you probably you know hope for if nothing else, you know, to reengage with old friends, make yeah. some new, but maybe something else. Uh, what has happened before that you would like to have happen again? Well, and what was her name? Snowball <laughs> fight. He's the snowball fight organizer. Aha! Uh-huh. Snowball fight would be pretty amazing. Uh, except that we're in a friggin' desert, and it's uh, you live in a friggin' desert. <laughs> um, you know, I think that um, reengaging with old friends, obviously, uh, a great thing. I think it would be really, really wonderful. That hasn't happened yet, but third time's a charm, right? Uh, if somebody walked up to me and said, "Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Go do what you want with it." Uh, like kind of like a mini Ted Prize, if you will. Please, for any, me. any Tedsters listening? Yeah. Um, Thank you very much. Room, you know, room number is as follows. <laughs> uh, or I'm just look at me. I'm I'm the guy who um, is wearing the blue striped shirt. Oh yeah, you'll stand right out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lee. You, you've been helpful. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Gilligan. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Ted Hedster, pointing the microphone at your head. See, we yavol. See, see, yavol. We. I've observed you. Uh, I mean, perhaps you're trying to lead by example of uh, deliberately and with malice aforethought engaging people in conversation and being well received. Tell us about this strange, un-American sociological construct they have going on here. Okay, so uh, one of the things I've noticed with um, a, another uh, TED attendee, and we've actually you know talked about it very openly, is that TED is different with the the kind of people that are there, and we all know how to do. Uh, obligatory chit chat when you're in a bar with people who you barely know. How about or, that local sports franchise? How about that local sports franchise? Look at the outside weather. Okay, Ted Headsters uh, very clearly are utterly uninterested in that. Okay, they realize that that uh, banal seems to have been the theme. Right. right. They understand that that is an utter waste of time, and they immediately go for the jugular intellectually and conversationally, and and basically invite. What makes your soul burn? Tell me now. They, they invite people to talk about something interesting and engaging and deeply right now. Now, admittedly, we've got some cues to do that. We've got these um, name badges that are about the size of a car license plate. Describe on, them because their design is important. 
Yeah. So uh, it's got you your Photoshop your own. Yeah. So the, oh, it, shut your mouth. It's got it's got your name on it on big letters that can be read in dark and smoky uh, climates. Um, it tells you what your role is. So if you're an attendee or a staffer or a contractor or a volunteer, peon. Um, then in smaller case, it's got uh, like your name and your. Or, or, I'm sorry, not your name, your organization and where you live. But most importantly, along the bottom, people are invited to put three things to ask you about. And it's totally free form. You know, it's limited by the number of characters, but you could put anything in there you wanted. And people, the expectation is people come up to you and say, oh, hi. Uh, Ted Headster, tell me about. I'm so straight. It's so really, really weird. You have living leather and straps and what's yeah. up on there? Ball gags. Right. Oh, that's it, that's it. So, but so it's completely acceptable in this culture to come up and say, "Hi, X. I see you've got on your badge. Talk to you about blah. So, tell me about blah." And you get you totally skip the banal chit chat and you talk about something you know the person's already passionate about. Well. Over drinks last night, we we deliberately, despite being completely exhausted, went out to the sidecar bar here to find some Ted heads. And the gentleman sitting next to me had on his badge the phrase "virtual worlds." It's like, well, there's a conversation over. Let me tell you, I worked on a radio station that talks about virtual world gaming, MMORPGs, and we were off and running. These things work. They do work, and and the I think the best part about that is that. Um, not only are you invited to do that, which really, honestly, think about how our social media profiles, our social networking profiles, rather, could be much more valid and useful. If we had simply, uh, what do you like to do? Who are you? What, if, if your avatar had over its head a simple tag that says... Ask me about. Exactly, right? Like, holy shit, now we're talking. You know what I mean? And literally, mm-hmm. now we're talking, but uh, now you're engaging and you're doing something more meaningful than just simply, you know, bullshitting around. I said shit, by the way, three times now in the same sentence. This is not FCC regulated. I'm just telling you. This is not, this is not terrestrial broadcast. This is... My, my mom is not proud. Mom, I, I, will, I will beat him soundly when the stream is done. Uh, we need to go get ourselves situated for the next set of sessions. This was only ever meant to be a, a quickie. We'll do our longer uh, hour or hour and a half one later in the evening. But I wanted to get this out there to you since Lee so graciously agreed to come and be our victim. I mean, our subject of uh, interview. We'll be back later in the evening with another episode of the Ted Diaries. This is day four. Uh, that still needs a subtitle. If you have a uh, subtitle you wish to suggest send or questions about the Ted Conference or life in general, send it into the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. I have been Gnomewise. And he's not near the mic. I am Ted Headster. And I am Lee Rowan. Again, that's L-E-I-G-H-R-W-A-N on Twitter and everything else. Plug, plug, plugity, plug, plug, plug. We love it here on Versus the World Radio. We'll be back later. Thank you for listening, and look for an archive to be posted on this later this evening. Thank you, and good evening.